right, welcome back to another episode of GMs for Hire. I'm Jamil King. With me this time are Will Polston and Matt Perry. And today we're going to be discussing awesome quarterback battles heading into the season, uh, the NFL season, with the NFL season getting ready to start up in the next in the next week or so. Um, the first battle, let's just get right into it. Um, we're going to go over to Will's favorite team, uh, the Chicago Bears. Um, last season was a rough season for, for Mitchell Trubisky after he had a good 2018 he led his team to a division title. Um, last year wasn't so hot. So this offseason, the Bears went ahead and they added another quarterback. They went and traded for Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody knows Nick Foles, famous for uh, leading the Eagles to their Super Bowl victory. And um, now the Bears have gone ahead and added him to their quarterback room. So let's start off with our resident Bears fan, Will Polston. Will, um, how do you see this shaking out over in Chicago this year? You know, I'm not kind of, uh, I'll be honest, I'm not shocked to see that the Bears didn't pick up Trubisky's fifth-year option. Uh, whenever that came across, I, I was not shocked at all. Not a not a surprising move by the Bears front office. Uh, the surprising move was going out and getting Nick Foles. I thought maybe that the Bears would try to address something through the draft, maybe try to get a second, third, fourth-round quarterback later on um, since they did not have a first-round pick, still losing out from Cologne Mack. Um, but whenever you look at the financial situation, after not picking up the fifth-year option for Trubisky and to see the money that Nick Foles is still being paid, I don't see a world in which you can put Nick Foles on the bench. Now, I could be wrong. Uh, I'm not the head coach of the Bears. Uh, I am not Matt Nagy. I am not going to be making the shots. Um, but I don't see a world in which uh, Trubisky took such a big step back last year from the season prior did not look like the same guy. I don't know what's going on between his ears, but something's going on up here, and he is not the same quarterback. I don't know if it was somebody telling him something or something different in the training regimen, but Mr. Bisky has not been the guy since he threw six touchdowns against the Buccaneers on, like, week three. Like, he has not been the same – nowhere near the same quarterback. Completely different. Did a complete 180 of what he had. He looked like he had potential, but after last season, he took a – big pump on those breaks. So I'm going to go with Nick Foles as the starting quarterback for my Chicago Bears this season. Yeah, please don't get me started on that game that Mr. Trubisky destroyed my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a Mike Smith defense that's in the past. We're on the bigger and better things in Tampa. Anyways, Matt, uh, how do you see things shaking out in Chicago this year? Well, I honestly, I'll, I'll be straightforward. I have near zero faith in Mitch Trubisky. Um, seeing how he's performed the last couple of years, I know a couple of years ago we saw him make a Pro Bowl appearance somehow, which his highlight of that was in what the the skills game or something. You know, he didn't make any kind of impact, but a highlight's an overstatement. But yeah, yeah, even that. So um, you mentioned Nick Foles' contract, which is pretty big um, for someone who could possibly be a backup. Uh, and the Bears didn't pick up his uh, fifth year option, Mitch Trubisky's. That is. Uh, I personally would like to see Nick Foles um, in the starting spot week one. I think that's what's best for the Chicago Bears moving forward. Uh, It's not going to be an easy division this year. Uh, Despite the Packers having a tough draft, uh, they're still a very good team, as are the Vikings. Um, So, uh, so you know, I personally would go with Nick Foles over Mitch Trubisky uh, for the starting spot. Before we go on, just to piggyback off of that, I don't see a year because I'm assuming – bringing in Nick Foles is supposed to be the quarterback, at least of the near future after this season, whenever Mr. Brisky leaves, I don't see a world in which they would try to lose out on a year of chemistry and they wouldn't play Nick Foles with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, and now Cole Komet, uh, the, the newest bear tight end. Uh, I don't see a world in which they would try to 
miss out on that chemistry. And they already know that they're letting Trubisky go. So um, I think at least whenever you look at it from a, um, what's the word from like a, from like a knowledgeable standpoint, from like a, the, the, the easiest thing that makes sense would try to be to put Foles out there at quarterback. Yeah. Foles is only 31. So if he does find success with the bears and can stay healthy, I mean, I could see a, a decent future with, but uh, between the, between Nick Foles and the bears, I mean, you got to see what happens first, but uh, they could definitely build up some chemistry over time. I actually feel different than both of you. I, I actually think this is going to be Trubisky starting the season at least. Um, I think with this coronavirus, it's definitely, it's definitely going to change some things for teams. And I think it's going to be harder for guys that are just coming into these teams to, to win these jobs. So I think since Mitch has been there for the past few seasons, he's been in the system. I actually think he's going to be able to, to win the job to start off the season. And, uh, I don't know if we'll be any good when that time comes, but I definitely see Mitch Trubisky at least playing the season. I think he can go ahead and win the job early and try to solidify himself back into the, the thick of things in Chicago. And just because they didn't pick up his option, you know, doesn't mean he can't sign a, a longer-term deal, a, a short, a shorter-term long-term deal, kind of like Blake Bortles did with the Jaguars. They rewarded him for getting them deep into the playoffs. Then things didn't end up working out. They cut him, and he went on elsewhere. So I think we could see a similar situation in Chicago – with um, Mitchell Trubisky, but I was actually surprised with them trading for Nick Foles. I thought they could have signed a former MVP in Cam Newton for free, who I think we should get into right now. We should talk about the New England Patriots, who obviously they went and picked up Cam Newton very, very, very late into free agency just a couple weeks ago. And um, now he's going to be in a quarterback battle with Jared Stenham, a uh, former Auburn quarterback and Brian Hoyer, a veteran who they just went and picked up. So I'll start with you this time, Matt. Um, how do you see things shaking out in uh, New England this year after losing Tom Brady? Well, first I must say that was a very good segue. Uh, I like how you, how you transferred us to this topic. Appreciate, that, um, appreciate that. Yeah, but I have, I have no doubt that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots week one. Um, Brian Hoyer, he's a great backup. Uh, he's been solid all his career. When teams have needed him, he's been there to provide some kind of depth, um, but I don't see him as anything more than depth. Uh, if Newton gets hurt, um, his injuries start acting up how they did last season. Hoyer being a nice second string isn't a bad idea. Jarrett Stidham, um, when you have talent like Newton and even depth like Hoyer, he's kind of an afterthought. Uh, he'll be solid depth like Hoyer. He'll, he can learn a lot from Newton, who just, I believe, what, like four or five years ago won an MVP. Um, if Newton can stay healthy, he'll have a great impact, even possibly bigger than Brady had his past few seasons. Because if you look at how Brady performed last season, I mean, he wasn't anything more than like a B-plus quarterback last season. And that's that's saying a lot um, as he gets older. So I think the Patriots made a good move getting Newton. And uh, I have no doubt that he'll be starting quarterback week one. Uh, Will, um, how do you feel about this situation in New England? Whenever you look at the Patriots situation, uh, going off of what Jamil said about Trubisky being used to this system and everything um, along those lines, whenever you look at these three quarterbacks, the only person who's actually familiar with Bill Belichick and actually familiar with the system from a game time standpoint would be Brian Hoyer. Jared Stidham hasn't touched the field um, under, under Bill Belichick and Cam Newton's brand new to the Patriots. So whenever you look at it that way, I would lean towards Hoyer. But I'm going to be smart here, and I'm not going to say that. It's going to be un, 
drafted free agent Brian LaWork out of Michigan State. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't see a world in which um, – I, actually, I'll, I'll, take, I'll retract that. This is a toss-up for me. And whenever I think about it, I do think about how getting in those reps could be very huge, especially whenever the Patriots for the longest time have built their playbook around Tom Brady being a very mobile pocket passing quarterback and not very agile, not going to make, not going to make players miss. He's very concrete footed right inside the pocket. And so uh, if, depending on how the pandemic comes about and how many reps that players are going to be able to get in with their team, I like Jared Stidham at least week one. Um, I think to give a little bit of leeway to Cam Newton to where they can try to work around the playbook or maybe see if Cam Newton can learn the playbook as we go. Um, just because the, the two styles of play between Cam Newton and Tom Brady are going to be so different um, to where they might as well just run Stidham, who's at least sat behind Brady and tried to, and I'm sure he's ran reps in practice with the B team and done everything such as that. So just off of stability and just going off of who knows what, when it comes to the playbook, I would go Jared Stidham at least for week one. Don't be shocked if Cam Newton's in there by like week three, but like definitely week one, I would go Jared Stidham. That's definitely a strong take there, Will. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, nationally are still talking about, you know, Jared Stidham could still start, so maybe you might be on to something. Um, me personally, uh, I just don't see how you don't start Cam Newton. I think you went out and you got him for a reason. I don't think you just signed him just because he was there. I think you had a plan. I think you did your homework, you studied, and you realized that this guy was still out there, so you might as well make this move now. Um, obviously, we've talked about he's a former MVP, and when he's healthy he, and at the top of his game, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he might be the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL when he's fully healthy, but the problem is he has not been healthy. And um, we're not have we don't have RJ here with us, but you know RJ is a big Carolina fan, big Cam Newton guy. He'll be the first to tell you that when he's healthy, this man is different. He is a beast. And um, we we might see something we haven't seen in a long time, and that is a a underdog Cam Newton, an angry Cam Newton. You know, we always see him always happy, you know, really joyful in the field. And I feel like this year we might see a vengeful guy, someone that is coming for blood. And I think that could be scary for these opposing defenses. So if he can get this playbook down, I think this could be. Um, a nice situation for him. Um, if he can do good this year, maybe who knows? He, he works this into a two two to three year deal because uh, we don't know what's going to happen in New England. They've had Tom Brady for the past few the past decade, and that's all we've known. So now we can either see Cam Newton or see what they want to do going in the next season if a different direction. Um, another team that that I want to jump to that could go either with a veteran or a young guy is in uh, Los Angeles. I almost said San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers with Tyrod Taylor a savvy veteran quarterback and a quarterback battle with a rookie and Justin Herbert out of the University of Oregon. I uh, will start with you, Will, with this one. Um, how do you see things going out in Los Angeles this year? I think for comfortability's sake, again, I'm going to go back with the reliableness and what you know. Um, at least in this situation, there's another QB battle we have talked about between another rookie and a vet that I'm going to go complete opposite. But for this one, I'm going with Tyrod Taylor. I don't know if I trust Jordan Herbert immediately out of the gate. Uh, Pac-12 is not always known to be the most explosive offensive group whenever it comes to colleges. Um, I've seen quarterbacks come out of Oregon, obviously the most notable name, Marcus Mariota, um, but eh, a little shaky, at least in the NFL standpoint. He's a completely different quarterback from what Justin Herbert is, but whenever it comes to the comfortability, Tyrod Taylor – 
uh, has just been there, has he's had in-game reps, he's been able to make the transition into the NFL and at least been serviceable as a backup and a borderline starter on a lot of teams. He, I think he has what it takes to at least get the ball week one and just let Jordan, uh, Jordan, Justin Herbert sit behind him and learn a little bit while ever he's trying to get accustomed to the league. Um, so I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor just to sit behind and try to learn uh, or, or just for so Justin Herbert can sit behind Tyrod Taylor and just learn a little bit and try to get comfortable in the transition to the NFL. Um, Matt, we're going to go ahead and go to you with this one. Uh, me and you, we've talked about this one before already. We've had our I know your take. <laughs> we got a little, like, $5 thing. Like, I'm already going to take RJ's money from the Orioles. That's a different story. So, um, <laughs> Matt, over to you for this one. Yeah, we, we've spoke on this quite a bit ever since uh, the draft. But, you know, I'm Herbert all the way. Um, he didn't get picked top 10 for nothing. Um, I liked what I saw at Oregon, and I think he'll fit the system well out in Los Angeles. It's definitely a change from – uh, Philip Rivers, who they had for the past, what, like 15 years um, almost. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I see more as a safety blanket almost, where if Herbert doesn't show that he has what it takes to be a starter right out the gate, maybe round weeks three, four, five, then Tyrod Taylor can come in. I think he can learn a lot from Tyrod Taylor. Justin Herbert can, as you mentioned, Tyrod Taylor, a veteran. He's made his way around the league. Um, and found success in several places. Um, but I don't know. I like the idea of starting Herbert week one just to give the rookie a chance. You know, you, you picked him pretty high. Uh, I'd be disappointed if I was Herbert if I'm, not, if I'm not out there under center week one. Yeah, I definitely agree with you where Tyra Taylor is a safety blanket. But in my opinion, I think that's exactly what this team needs after they've had Phillip Rivers, especially last year. Phillip Rivers was very turnover prone. And if you, if you can take away all the turnovers, that, that has a couple more wins, I think, for this football team. And now if you go into this season where you have the extra playoff team, is you can just control the ball and, and work the ball underneath to guys like Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, get the ball in the hands of a guy like Austin Eckler and just hold on to the ball, get time possession. I think this team can, um, they can be dangerous again because with Derwin James back on defense, this is going to be one of the best defenses in football. So I think if you can just keep the ball, keep possession, you get the defense on the field to make plays, I think this team has all the, all the pieces to get back into the playoffs this year. I think they just need a little caretaker at quarterback this year. That's just my opinion. I think Herbert, will play eventually this season, maybe towards the end, whether that be the they have a playoff spot locked up heading into the last week or playoffs are out of reach and you want to get Herbert some reps. But I personally just – I think Tyrod will start off this season and we'll see what happens the rest of the way in Los Angeles. But that leads us to another veteran and rookie battle. This time we're going to go to our, our home state – well, not Wilson State anymore. But we're going to go down to Miami where we have Tua Tagovailoa and – Ryan Fitzpatrick going at it. We'll start off with you, Matt. Um, how do you see things going in Miami with, with uh, the former Alabama man and the ageless wonder? Well, um, <laughs> I, do, I do definitely think that Ryan Fitzpatrick still is a little bit in the – I mean, it was just a few seasons ago that we had the whole Fitz magic thing in Tampa. That was very fun to watch. Uh, and he showed that he still had something to prove. Um, but Tua is just too highly touted of a prospect. He has too much um, potential, I guess you could say. Uh, Tua and Fitzpatrick are two very different quarterbacks. And I think that Tua can learn a lot from Fitzpatrick. He's even more of a veteran than a guy like Tyrod Taylor or Brian Hoyer that we mentioned earlier in the video. 
Um, he can teach Tua a lot, especially about the passing aspect of the game. I think Tua definitely could probably teach Fitzpatrick a little bit about the running, even though that's a little too late um, in his career. But I think you got to go Tua. Uh, Tua has some stuff to learn still. Uh, but as long as he's healthy, I'm, I'm going. Did we lose him? I don't know what happened to Matt. I think he said he's going to I swear if we lost Tua. him. I don't know if we lost him. It looks like we lost him. We'll see what happens he, with him. He but, was obviously uh, going to. Uh, yeah, he's going with two. We'll see if he uh, comes back to, to this chat. But we'll all go over to you. How do you, how do you see things going down in Miami? Uh, I, I can't disagree with Matt. I don't see a reason in which you use a top five pick on somebody and he's not your guy. Um, we saw this. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was a situation in which that was the case in Chicago whenever – he was taken as the number two overall pick, and then he sat behind Mike Glennon. And even as somebody who doesn't enjoy Mitch Trubisky and doesn't like his quarterback play, I think it was obvious that that was a mistake. Um, he Not nearly the quarterback, uh, Mike Glennon, that is, not nearly the quarterback that Mitch Trubisky is. The poor guy, I shouldn't have to ever say that about anybody. But uh, I don't see a world in which you use a number five overall pick and you don't let him start week one. I think Matt was very correct in which Ryan Fitzpatrick can teach Tua a lot of things about the NFL, especially because Ryan Fitzpatrick's a journeyman. He's been all over the NFL. He's been in teams that probably aren't even around anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't see a world in which Tua Tagovailoa is not the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins week one. All right, we see you and Matt both around to attack of Iola, but um, for me, this is actually my hardest decision, and um, not talent-wise, because talent-wise, we know Tua is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tua was one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in college football in recent memory, but um, my thing is the health. Um, you know, is Tua healthy? We know he was, he was labeled as healthy, but he was hurt multiple times in college. He's coming off that hip injury. Um, the Dolphins, we the, the Dolphins have a plan. They're they're not competing this year to make the playoffs. They have a, a, a probably a two to three year plan that they implemented last year, where they traded all these players, they got all these draft picks, and they went to work in the draft. And getting a quarterback was at the top of the list in the draft. They have that quarterback now. The plan is still in motion, but does that plan in, involve playing Tua off rip this year? Do you do you chance his health right now when you know you're not going to playoffs this year, when you know you're building to something bigger and better in years to come. That's my thing with this. Um, so that's why I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has a good shot at starting the season. Um, the first few weeks, you let him play. You evaluate Tua in-house because with coronavirus, you haven't even had a chance to really have Tua in your facilities with your team doctors and all these things. So that's why I think I, we could see Fitzpatrick start the first few weeks, maybe after the bye week, then you kick Tua Tagovailoa into the system and you see what he can do with all these young guys you have on this football team. If Tua is not the starter week one, I think it has to go to the injuries because that hip injury that he sustained last year is going to be a nagging one. I know he says that he's at 100%, but I can't imagine that that's an easy injury to come back from, especially when you know somebody like Chase Young is going to be on the other, opposite side of the line coming at you. Somebody like Khalil Mack, somebody – you know, like Von Miller, these people can come off the edges and, and hit you and make you regret every decision you ever made about coming into the NFL. So uh, I, I can imagine where um, the coaching staff of the Miami Dolphins is coming from by saying that he should not start week one um, just from an injury standpoint. And again, letting him sit behind Fitzpatrick and try to learn some things. But just personally, I don't see where. Uh, I, I can't, at least for me, I can't spend a top five pick and not start my guy. 
So that's just where I'm coming from. I'm definitely interested to see if um if his game changes at all from college to the NFL. You mentioned you have guys like Chase Young coming off the edge. Um, you know, playing in the SEC, you're playing against all the you're playing against top guys already. But not only in the NFL, you're playing the best of the best week in week out. You're playing guys coming off the edge that are so much faster than guys like when you're playing Arkansas, when you're playing an FAU, you know, Kentucky. Up all these numbers again. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if he keeps running. Um, will he slide more? Will he continue to take these risks? Um, it's definitely something to watch out for with um, with Tua Tagovailoa. And um, while we're on the topic of injuries, we might as well kick it to another another potential battle we're looking at with um, the Washington football team. Now um, we have Dwayne Haskins coming into a second season, and we potentially might could see the return of uh, Alex Smith. So uh, what do you what do you see going on over there in Washington if Alex Smith is able to play and he's able to play competitively in games? Little flashback uh, to old high school Will before my sports opinions meant anything because I didn't have a platform to talk about it. I had no credibility, but I used to sit senior year in my sociology course whenever Alex Smith was on the Chiefs and say that Alex Smith was a Super Bowl quarterback. Uh, he has never been there, and so don't get me wrong. It was a bold take, but I thought Alex Smith had the – Captain Checkdown had the ability to get somebody to the Super Bowl. I've seen Tom Brady do it at least six times now, so I can see where Alex Smith could get it. Um, the Redskins, maybe not. That's a really shoddy team. That's a – it's a little uh, – the Washington football team's got some things to figure out, a, a lot more than just their name, but um, – I don't like the way Dwayne Haskins plays. I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he holds himself. I don't like that he seems completely unwilling to learn from anybody in front of him. Um, Whenever other quarterbacks were there, I want to say Case Keenum was there whenever he had first started off. I could be wrong. It's somebody similar to Case Keenum, somebody who's kind of like a fringe starter who's been there, but not really – so I remember he was supposed to be learning from that quarterback ahead of him. And he just seemed so like uninterested on the sideline. And he just seemed not to care. Like he didn't want to learn. And I know that he was probably the best player at the time at Ohio state, but you're in the NFL. You are now in a league where everybody was the best player on their team. You, I mean, and if they weren't the top, they were at least top three because these guys are coming out and these are literally the best of the best. The people who handle it in college and can't make the transition, they're cut. They're getting sent somewhere else. They can go play in the Canadian Football League or go play somewhere else or one of those other American football leagues that tries to kick off like the XFL or the AAF, whatever. Get out of here. But they don't have time for people who aren't going to put in the work and they're not going to show results. And so <laughs> is it crazy after seeing uh, – Alex Smith's leg do like one of these numbers and just kind of go all types of different directions and just look like a Z out there. Like, is it crazy to think that he actually might come back? Absolutely. But I'm willing to put my face out there. Call me crazy. Alex Smith starting quarterback week one. Welcome back to the NFL. I personally don't understand how Alex Smith is coming back. Neither do I. Wouldn't come back. Literally, if I were him, I would go in one play, hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson, walk off the field, and never return to a football field. But I'd retire and sign a one-day contract with the Chiefs, man. I'd get out of there. <laughs> kudos to him, though, for even attempting to come back. Um, you got to have a lot of a lot of guts, 
a real ballsy move to come back and, you know, just to want to keep playing the game after such a devastating injury happened to you. But um, if he does, if he can come back and he can, he can play in games, um, I still think it's Dwayne Haskins' team. Um, this is a young rebuilding team in Washington, and playing Alex Smith to me doesn't doesn't help the rebuild. You know, you, you, you and Matt both mentioned, you know, you pick these quarterbacks high in the first round for a reason. You pick them to play them. Um, now that Haskins has played, I think you need to keep playing him. Um, otherwise, you're hindering his development. Um, this team, like like the Dolphins, they're, they're probably not going to get the playoffs this year. They're even in a tougher division dealing with the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think this team is a couple more years off. I think they're going in the right direction by signing Ron Rivera to be their head coach. Um, I think Haskins just has, has the ability to push the ball downfield that, that can really help this Redskins team. You know, we can get the ball into the hands of some of these electric playmakers they have, like um, – like Terry McLaurin, you know, his former teammate at Ohio State. Um, they have a couple other guys like Steven Sims Jr., the guys that can fly, they can get down the field and get the ball. Um, I think Haskins is the guy for this team um, just to keep, keep keep growing because you need to see what you have. You invested this first round pick in him. You need to see what he can do. I, I can see where you're coming from to have Haskins start. Just from what I've seen, I'm just not personally a big fan. But I understand doing the rebuild. And if, the, if Dan Schneider, if – even if he's even the owner of the team in a year. Um, and Ron Rivera and everybody else that's down there, um, if they feel that Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback of the future, then by all means, I understand why he would be starting week one. And just to have Alex Smith kind of sit back and kind of teach him something, because I know Alex Smith is better than any quarterback that has been in front or behind Dwayne Haskins. So Alex Smith would be a good safety blanket, uh, similar to Tyrod Taylor, and he'd be a great person to learn from, similar to Fitzpatrick. Um, so I could see where Dwayne Haskins starts. Me personally, I, my heartstrings pull. Uh, I mean, they, they just get – my heart gets a little fluttery whenever I see Alex Smith back up. It, it would just – it's kind of like the Teddy Bridgewater injury. I mean, I didn't feel that because I'm a Bears fan. He was a Vikings, so I was like, whatever, get out of here. But Alex Smith is somebody that, like, I've always believed in for some reason. And so to see him come back would be huge for me. It would be the same exact reaction I get with somebody like Ryan Shazier – if I see him step back on the field, I'll absolutely lose my mind. Um, and it'll be a great moment for football all the way around. So I'm cheering for Alex Smith just to hopefully have some sanity in 2020 and, and hopefully get the year trending up to end it. So, But I get where Dwayne Haskins might start. Smith also – Smith is their highest paid player. So, um, you know, if he is able to play, you know, it's hard to, hard to sit $30 million on the bench. Um, I wouldn't. But he, he is definitely a guy that, that will probably get cut after the season. I can see the Redskins cutting him and just eating the, the dead cap money and letting Smith either walk away or, or you get You said the Redskins. That's not their team name. Oh, sorry, the Washington football team. <laughs> I could definitely see Address them, them correctly. Them going different ways, going with Haskins at the end of this season and letting Smith have a chance to start one more time somewhere else before he hangs it up, unless he wants to hang up after this season. I could see it. Bold prediction. Uh, oh, not a bold prediction. It's not a prediction at all. It's an opinion. While we're talking about quarterbacks, I know this is a requested video from either Nathan or Nick. I don't remember which Soto brothers Nick. said it. Uh, Nick. Okay. I just couldn't remember which Soto brothers said it, but I, in my opinion, uh, though he's being paid more, I don't think Philip Rivers should start in my new home state of Indiana. I, I think it should be Jacoby Brissett there in the driver's seat whenever it comes to Indianapolis. Maybe I'm wrong. But whenever you mentioned um, whenever he was on the Chargers and being very turnover prone, uh, I think the 9, 13, 24 kids that he has is finally getting to his head. 
Um, he's got daddy brain, and it's kind of killing him. Plus, he's been in the league for who knows how long, taking a lot of hits. The guy's already a little senile as it is. Uh, and then just kind of – granted, it's going to be a lot nicer playing behind that Indianapolis O-line than it is going to be playing behind that Los Angeles O-line. But I would still sit with Jacoby Brissett just because of the younger aspect. He's still being paid a ton of money. He's one of the highest paid backups in the league, mainly because they gave him starter money because they thought he was going to start. Uh, and then not only that, but uh, they've already had a couple years with Brissett at the home. So I'd imagine that the wide receivers that are there, uh, at least that have been there for a little bit, such as T.Y., um, such as Jack Doyle, that's their tight end. Yeah, uh, those people who have been there for a little bit, I figured would be a little bit more comfortable with Brissett. Um, but bringing in the veteran presence of Phillip Rivers is a great move. Uh, I, I just don't see why he would start. I would. I, I get that you threw a lot of money at him, and I get that that's probably the thing that you're hoping for out of Phillip Rivers. Me personally, I think Jacoby Brissett should start, but that's just me. You know that that a lot of you bring it up. You know we might as well just talk about it. Um, that 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 was an interesting move for them to go get Philip Rivers. You know, the, just a year ago they gave Brissett a three-year extension. I want to say, mm-hmm. and um, you know Brissett wasn't bad last year. wasn't great. You know he, he did his job, and um, I think that's what the Colts team needs. The Colts have a great team on paper. Um, they have a stellar defense. They have a they have a pretty good offense. They have two good running backs now. They have a couple of good receivers, two good tight ends. You know, that's potentially a good team. Um, so it was interesting for him to go out and get Phillip Rivers on this one-year deal. Um, I do think it's going to be Rivers that starts, though, because you went out and got him. You signed for this one-year deal. Um, Brissett, Brissett's an interesting guy now, though, because now they also drafted um, Jacob Eason. So mm-hmm. Brissett's potentially a guy that could get traded in a year or two to a team that, that needs a, a bridge quarterback. You know, he, he used to be in um, – in New England, I was, I was surprised that maybe mm-hmm. the, the Patriots didn't kick the tires on him after um, Brady left and uh, they went on and got Cam Newton, obviously. So I think Brissett's a, a very interesting guy. Um, could definitely see him getting – well, with coronavirus, I don't know who will get moved, but I could definitely see him on a new team sometime soon um, since they did go ahead and get Phil Rivers. Yeah, don't be shocked if Jacoby Brissett ends up falling to one of those bottom-dweller teams. Uh, I wouldn't say somebody like the Jaguars because I think the Jaguars are just tanking for – uh, either Justin Fields or uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I think that's very obvious. Um, but I could see one of those lower-level teams that uh, maybe with an aging quarterback that could eventually end up picking him up. Maybe Jacoby Brissett could be the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, maybe, you know, a team such as that. Big Ben's getting old, up there in age. Uh, the I can imagine only signing Winston to a one-year deal that the Saints are looking for a guy to come in after Breeze. Um, I can't imagine that Winston's going to be the guy if they're only signing him for a year. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, Wentz is very injury prone. And yes, you just brought in Jalen Hurts, but who knows how the transition is going to be there. Uh, I don't see Jacoby Brissett now that you mentioned that because I completely forgot about Jacob Eason. Uh, I don't see Jacoby Brissett sticking with the Indianapolis Colts for much longer, even though they did sign the extension. But even if they keep him, I want to say that extension was signed last year or the year prior. Um, so there's only going to be at max two years on that deal if it is a three-year deal. So, I mean, that is a very small contract. He's not – I want to say he's only getting paid about $17 million a year, which is very doable for quarterback, especially since he's kind of like a mid-tier quarterback. He's like kind of mid- to lower-tier quarterback, at least whenever it comes to starting right now, um, to where that's – honestly, that's great money, especially when you look at somebody like 
Um, whenever you look at somebody like Jimmy G, the bag that he's been thrown at, uh, Pat Mahomes just got thrown half a billion dollars. So I, I guess to pay your quarterback only 17 mil a season would be kind of nice for a lot of teams. So uh, wouldn't be shocked to see him. Uh, Jared Goff sucks. Maybe he could go to the Rams. Uh, you know, just somebody. Somebody needs a quarterback, you know, and Jacoby Brissett could be the guy. Yeah, I could definitely see him on um, on a couple of those teams we mentioned going into next season. You know, teams like the Steelers and the Saints are going to be looking to replace those those uh, aging quarterbacks. So that Brissett will definitely be a name to watch to be a, a bridge guy next season. Um, potentially, if someone gets hurt, you know, you never know, especially with COVID, maybe maybe – God forbid a team gets two quarterbacks to get the virus and you're on your third team. You got to run your team for like two weeks, you know. I think this is definitely going to be the most interesting football season we have in a long time, you know. No no preseason games. COVID's still out there. You know, if you catch it, how long will you be out for? If you catch it and you pass it on, how many of your teammates get it? Um, definitely going to be a lot of storylines to watch out for. And quarterbacks, definitely, you do not want your quarterback to get the coronavirus. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens if a quarterback comes down with it. Knowing me, I'm a Bears fan. Foles and Trubisky are probably both going to get coronavirus, and it's probably going to be incurable for them. So we're going to see somebody like, I don't know, Chase Daniel or maybe like David Fales. Uh, maybe call Andrew, Mike Lennon back. Hopefully, no. Please, no. Uh, maybe Andrew Luck comes out of retirement. Who knows? You know, there's no talent. Maybe Tony Romo comes out of retirement. No. You know, I really want to know if, um, if Bruce Arians tried to get Andrew Luck to come out of retirement before going out to Tom Brady. I want to know if anybody has tried to. That's a great that's a, Somebody should look into that. Andrew, look, if you're not doing anything right now, I hear you're not on the team. Feel free to call us. Like, feel free to call in. Be yeah, come on the pod. You know, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, come on the pod. Come on, Andrew. A couple hobbies. Uh, we, we can talk about anything you want. I'm, I'm a tiger. I was told, I was told he was a phenomenal soccer player back in the day, like before he, he started playing the genius. He went to Stanford. I'm just going to ask him just, like, teach me a word of the day every day, you know, like, you know, something to do. If you want Andrew Luck's word of the day on GMs for Hire, feel free to please like this and share it. Tag Andrew Luck until he gets blue in the face, until we get, until he gets tired of us and just doesn't want to hear from us anymore. Do it until he blocks us or until he comes on the pod, one or the other. I just hope <laughs> that um, Tyra Taylor wins his job, so I take $5 from Perry. And then the Orioles win nine more games, so I take five dollars from RJ. I'll be ten dollars deep. You don't see me that. betting money with anybody. I'm not throwing my, I'm not <laughs> throwing not throwing my bank account nowhere. You're not going to test Jamil King. You're not a fool. Nope. They're going to lose five dollars each. I'll um, throw five bucks at Matt Perry, and I'll throw five bucks at RJ. But I'm not doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> I've, well, I've seen the bets people are making with you. It's just might as well just hand you the money already. They, yeah, they might as well just hand it to me. Ten now. wins to an MLB season? Are you kidding me? Like that's cake. That one was that big. is cake. That's that's too easy. The Herbert, the, the Herbert Taylor one was definitely the better bet, but like still, I, just, I still like my money there though. I like your money there too. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Well, I'm Jamil King. This was Will Polston. We just broke down our five quarter battles for next year. Like, subscribe, holler at us, give us suggestions for new videos. And before you go, thank you, Austin Hirsch, again, yet again, still shouting you out, buddy. Austin. Thank you for the intro music. Always a legend. You're always welcome on the show. Always a good fan of the show. Thank you, Austin Hirsch. All of his stuff is down in the description of the video as well. Feel free to check out his SoundCloud of all of his music that he makes, his YouTube, his Instagram, his Twitter, everything that's down below. Feel free to check out Austin Hirsch. But until then, again, that's Jamil King. This is Will Polston for Matt Perry and his potato Wi-Fi. We've been GMs for Iowa, so thank you for the fan suggestion of the quarterback videos, and we will see you next time. Peace.